Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Deep Three podcast. Uh, today, I have the great pleasure of uh, having one of the Get Better Academy coaches on the podcast. His name is Jimmy Rhodes. Jimmy, how are you? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Happy to talk with someone in America, my homeland. So, yeah, thanks for having me. I know it's been, I'm sure it's a tough, tough time for you guys. So for those that don't know, uh, Get Better Academy, it's, uh, Jimmy will talk about this, but it's, uh, it's been one of my favorites since I found out about it. Um, it's basically an American academy over, overseas, right, right, Jimmy? Yeah, we're in the Czech Republic, but we're an international academy. So we have players from all over Europe. Uh, we even have uh, had players from Senegal. We have a player from Bahamas right now. So we're very international. Like we got, I think, 13 or 14 countries represented over here. Awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so um, I kind of fell in love with this project or, uh, you know, last time when we met, he told me about some of the kids that you guys are ha having, uh, you know, uh, leave the academy to go to college or to go pro um, and I think that's kind of uh, one of the, the greatest things about it that um, you know once they finish up this academy um, they can go pro they can go to college and you guys even have your own pro team now right yeah so this year we competed in it's called the Czech first division but ultimately it's the second highest division in the Czech Republic and we're currently in first place in it. And if we win the tournament that was supposed to happen at the end of the season, we'd be moving up into the KNBL, which is the Czech top league, which is essentially the pro league. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's the league with uh, Nimber, right? Exactly, exactly. A lot of people are familiar with Nimber. I mean, they've had some, uh, some great players over the years. And they're doing very well in Champions League this year. Uh, so that's the team. We have to see what happens now, obviously, with all the craziness with the epidemic. but. That's who we hope to be competing with for years to come. Yeah. So since, since you did mention, you know, the the virus and everything, how, what are you guys doing now as far as, you know, your players? Are they still there? Uh, did you guys send them home or? Uh, many of them we, we, we kind of sent home uh, because we didn't know when we'd be able to train again. Uh, currently, we're still not able to train, but we have we have four players kind of on standby and we give them a workout plan of things to do outside. Our strength and conditioning coach prepared a program for all 30 plus of our players that. And the videos they send us that they're doing a good job of achieving. Um, and we're hoping by the end of this month that we could be getting the back in the gym soon. That's awesome. That's good stuff right there. Uh, and I hope like everybody gets back in the gym. I think we all miss it. You know, we're all. Uh, mm -hmm basketball basketball junkies here so <laughs> yeah it's, it's uh, a time for everybody certainly and uh, yeah like even just to get shots up or small groups we're waiting for those days to happen and then our players will start you know trickling back in from their home countries cool and now that you mentioned actually uh you know small groups and stuff like that um you know let's let's start from the beginning uh how was get better academy founded uh you know and uh Let's talk about the coaching staff because I know you guys have a lot of American on the coaching Americans on the coaching staff, and uh, it's like a blend of cultures there. You know, the the American culture, the American basketball culture, and the European basketball culture, and I find yeah. that you know very cool, very different. It's it's great. It's a uh, every year there's you know one or two coaches that might move on, and one or two that join the staff. Uh, this year we have a player, a coach that played in the. KNBL, as we talked about before, his name's Lukas Winhart. 
he's doing a great job, especially becoming a skill development coach. He, he went right from playing to joining us pretty much. So it's been a good transition. And, and the players like to be around him because, you know, he's been where they want to go. Whether guys want to go to college or pro, the end goal is pro. And uh, he's been there. So he's been great to have around. We also had a coach, Andrew, who was working for the Baylor basketball program for his undergraduate degree. And he does a lot of our analytics, a lot of our film work. So he's from Texas. we got another guy from Czech Republic. And then we'll get into our founder, if you could see on the screen, Julian Betko. He founded the academy. Yeah, 2014, I see there. Yeah, uh, 2014. He, he played in the Midwest. Uh, he lived in the Midwest and played at uh, Butler University. He was actually Brad Stevens' first captain. Uh, so that's nice. pretty cool. Every year. Right there. Yeah, it's, I mean, you know, he's one of the greatest. And it's been great. You can see there's a picture of them talking at a presentation together. Uh, every year we, we take the guys, the seniors, on a trip to play at a prep school tournament in the States. Uh, the past few years, it's been the we've been playing in Rhode Island, and usually we get tickets to a Celtics game, and Brad comes and talks to the players. A player will usually come by to a Celtics player. Um, and yeah, from Julian, you could tell he was at Butler because like our defensive schematics are are brilliant. Are things I I was coaching in Division Two basketball before I came here. It's things I've never seen before. Like we know how to guard every. I believe we know how to guard every action and depending on personnel and the strengths of the opponent, obviously that changes how we guard a cross screen, a down screen, back pick, several different pick and roll coverages. Uh, Julian is a defensive genius and he's also a sniper and really good at like, he could see a problem with a player's shot and fix it instantly. And that's something that really helps our young players coming in. It's awesome right there. Like what you were just saying, because uh, you know, you're talking about X and O's, basically the pro team or like the higher level. We also focus on the individual stuff. So that's why I was, when I said in the beginning that you guys kind of blend all aspects of it. So let's say that some parents are listening right now. Um, what is the age that you guys kind of uh, get guys to, to come in? And what's the protocol as far as once, once they want to, let's say, come to get better academy, what does the process look like? So typically, the youngest players will probably be about 16 years old. We've had a 15 year old a couple of times, but ultimately we start recruiting guys at the, for example, European Championships U16 division or the younger EYBL competitions in several countries in Europe. Um, and, but guys also spend their prep year with us. And actually this year we plan on opening our market to the United States where I'm actually happy to talk about this is we're, we're open to, you know, if there's a player not getting the looks they're wanting from college coaches in the States, come develop, come into Europe, develop for a year with our great coaching staff I'll talk more about. And uh, obviously it's great life experience, but you're also preparing yourself to get that D1 scholarship or I'm getting looked at by low majors. I think I'm a mid-major plus player. Uh, so you're getting the skill work, getting the European experience. You kind of see the landscape of what pro life is like out here. Uh, so that's a market we're certainly looking into outside of obviously all of Europe as well. That's, that's, that's pretty cool right there. I didn't know that. Uh, it's actually a good step because I think a lot of the, the players right now in high school in the U S you know, they kind of find themselves in this, uh, you know, 
Okay, okay, the really good ones, you know, they kind of try to skip college from what we've seen lately, you know, kind of make some money and then go to the NBA. Yeah. Um, but this is also a bridge. This is a bridge, a different bridge you guys offer. I think that's pretty cool that, you know, let's say, like we said, you know, you're a, say, low, lower Division One player and you think you can play higher. And this is, this is a good way to get seen. This is a good way to get the skill work. Um, and it's also a good way to, you know, play higher level and play against grown men, right? You guys play in the second mm-hmm. league. I mean, it's, it's different than playing at a prep, I think. You know, I think if, if we get this KNBO league, we'll have, I believe, we'll have three, the top three checks men's leagues. So there's definitely a level for everybody in regards to players that are older than 19 years old. And uh, one, I don't want to say not because it's not entirely true, but the, the upside of going to prep school in the States is obviously exposure in front of college coaches, but we have at least 10 Division One coaches flying out every year because of our relationships uh, with the coaches um, that will fly out every year, come see our guys. Sometimes they have a target in mind, but other times they're saying, hey, we need a point guard. You guys have any point guards? We got four of them. Come check us out. Oh, and they come, they see him. Oh, I'm, I need a 2022 big man. That kid's young over there. I like him as well. And they keep tabs on him. So you get 10 plus coaches visiting every year. We play in the States in front of several coaches, obviously. We play international coaches, uh, international tournaments. We played in the Adidas Next Generation tournament, which is essentially EuroLeague clubs under 18 all going at it. Um, we host a tournament. We've had um, Barcelona in it, some great teams from Germany, Italy. Best teams from Serbia come out. We we have we're basically playing Europe's best often. Scouts are coming for that, and plenty of college coaches are coming out. And uh, yeah, so exposure is something you get a lot of at GBA, even though it is over the pond. Yeah, but you never know. You know, let's say I'm I'm a oh, let's say mid major, and I want to end up going to Kentucky, so I just choose to come overseas. Uh, with that kind of talent, you might just after one year, you know. Uh, get seen, uh, get seen the Czech League, you know, improve with you guys, he might just end up staying overseas, you know, skipping college. So I think it's Certainly. a lot of avenues that, um, it's a lot of pros. Uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, staying home in the U.S. can can be a, a big pro for a lot of guys. But other than that, you know, I think you guys, you know, we, let's, let's get into this right now. I think, what's your program as far as player development? I know you guys invested a lot in, in player development, bringing new staff, uh, and we talked about it last summer, the summer league. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys were excited. Uh, I think you guys hired a new, a new coach too. Uh, so if you can go into that right there. Yeah, that's perfect segue into Gilbert Abraham. He's our director of skill development. Uh, and he's, he's fantastic, man. Like to put it in simple terms, the things he does, if you're playing 2K or any video game and like there's the tutorial mode and you're learning how to, you know, killer crossover or use power game to back down a smaller guy. You know, the video game lets you get reps with that on an easier opponent or nobody. You're learning the buttons. Uh, that's what Gilbert does with, with people. Like, he breaks, he's watching film all the time. Everyone from, like, Kyrie Irving to guys playing Euro League, Euro Cup. Like, he's studying the game. Every player that walks, like, walks in the gym, he watches for five minutes and he has a player comparison for them. Like so-and-so plays a lot like Boyan Bogdanovich, let's say. He will break down Bogdanovich's film, show you 
his film versus what you do, things you need to do to be more like him, uh, ways that you're similar. He'll take you in the gym, break down every micro little step, your foot placement on a jab step, the way you move a ball on a pump fake, the way you need to finish high off the glass. I, I can't even do him justice how, how detail-oriented he is. And he does it all seemingly so simple. Like if you just watch his workout, like as an uneducated person of who he is or the players he's worked with, you would say, oh, yeah, okay, we're going to do that at my practices. But he sees every little thing. Um, I've learned so much from him. It's It's been unbelievable coaching with him. What's, you know, this is this has been a long time thing for sports where, you know, parents think they can coach because it, it looks easy. It is easy, but it's, you know, it's all about details. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I can tell you, hey, go do a jab step and do this. And then um, you do it. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like you're working. Uh, it's different when you guys have a guy like this. And it's all details, like how you jab, where is your foot, where does the ball go, you know, does your head is looking at the ball, are you looking down, are you looking at the ring, where do you look? It's all these little details that really can can, can take a player to the next level. And um, what do you guys do as far as, uh, so you guys work a lot individually, you guys have practices, yeah. and you also do have a strength and conditioning program, right? Like you just mentioned that some of the guys have the programs to do at home. Yeah, so individually uh, you know i could talk for five hours about this obviously i won't but individually we have days that are shooting days and sometimes it's julian and gill analyzing guys shots and fixing the micro things that need to be fixed but as we'll talk about later every player is different there's no one right way to shoot you know smaller players bigger players you know, Dirk Nowitzki, big guys are shooting over their head. A lot of coaches will say, you're not supposed to do that. But if you can't block it and it goes in, obviously it's a good shot. Um, so a lot of times we rep out everything and we're very religious about, we call it our Miami 100 because it's something that Miami Heat do. And, and Gil isn't like thinking of drills in his head and, and uh, performing them with our players. It is well-researched. He has connections all over the NBA and all over the highest levels of college. He knows what programs are doing, simply copying them and doing them the best way for our guys. He'll tweak them here and there if need be. But uh, so guys are shooting 100 threes every day as, as the beginning of practice uh, for our skill warmups, uh, for our skill workouts. And then we do time shootings. We have a variety of two minute drills where you have to make a certain amount of shots from different spots. A lot of it involves cardio within the two minutes and you know when there's the pressure of the clock and the fatigue of running if you're making shots then it's very game one yeah. and then yeah. so i mean that's just a shooting day and then obviously there's other elements of the game finishing around the basket uh let's say post footwork because it's not just big man posting anymore a lot of guards are posting. LeBron's catching the ball on the post now, and guys are cutting all around him. He's making the right read. So we call that power game if you're dribbling on the perimeter, attack, and, and turn and start posting somebody. And, and we work on all of these, all of these details with our guys daily. That's, yeah, that's, that's great info right there. And um, what do you guys do as far as, uh, you know, a lot of parents or kids could be like, hey, like what do I do about my school, right, if I come over as and housing, um, I know you guys offer a really top of the line, uh, you know, 
housing, nutrition, all that stuff. Um, yes. So uh, in regards to school, I'm sure I know it's possible in America, UK, uh, all of our internationals go through this. So Latvia, Estonia, Baltic countries, uh, Balkan countries, everywhere else is we, uh, we encourage international students to figure out their way online. Uh, we have, we have connections with certain schools that, that might be in different price ranges, but, uh, like that they're not affiliated with us so we're not making any money off of that just we point them in the direction of the schools we know will work to get to the ncaa if that's their you know their desired route but uh czech and slovakian players will go to the local school here and uh but yeah because we're an international academy mostly it's online uh, they go home for exams sometime in december january then the end of the year uh may April, May, whatever the time may be. But we're really strict on their grades because if a player can't get into college because of their grades, it doesn't just hurt them, it hurts us. It hurts our reputation as an academy. We've had players have majors from very, uh, for offers from top 25 schools. And yes, we accept the offer. Please send SAT score, that's not so great. Please send you know, their transcripts. Sorry, we can't get them into school. And, we're madder than the players and the coaches are because, you know, our whole, our whole goal is to get players to where they want to go. And that's way beyond the basketball court. That's academics. Players are in study hall an hour and a half to two hours, Monday through Thursday, uh, sending in their grades every month. If, if they're not at a certain level, then you don't practice. You don't play until it's figured out. You stay in your room and study. Um, and then obviously nutrition, we eat at a local restaurant that, treats us as family we get great meals every day uh, they really care for us you know they have a christmas party for us and everything they they treat us like we're their own kids great people uh, that run their place and then in regards to strength and conditioning um, this is a great guy to know as well we call him baltic move that's his instagram you can see his website right here balticmove.net but uh he's as good a strength coach i've ever been around and he's so passionate the way Gil is detailed and always studying, uh, so is Stan. And uh, so guys are in there three to five times a week, depending on their body type and needs. And he has an individual packet, four or five pages long, of what each player needs. And he, like, think about that, 30-plus guys, they each have their own individual workouts. And he's supervising all of it. He's, like, he's a machine. Yeah, I mean, you guys are clearly you know trying to prepare them as best as possible for you know the next level uh if it's pro if it's college um that just you know it's dvd for, for a lot of the guys um but clearly guys are prepared and um you know i mean if you're 16 17 you really want to play basketball and you want to go to the next level i think this is this is you know the right uh way to do it a lot of high schools in the u.s for example can't really do this you know um because when i was younger you know the whole thing was you kind of got to go to the u.s to to develop right mm -hmm. uh, now things are changing i think european academies are, are getting a lot better and uh you know you guys are you know, uh, closing this gap you're, you're a bridge kind of between like i said between the u.s and uh europe so you offer both and regards to school, like you said, I mean, even even now, look, all the schools are online doing this, this 
this virus. So it's clearly something that uh, you know can be done, and I think uh, in some ways also benefits the kid uh, because you know they do have uh, they might have more time you know on their hands to work out and uh, study or do you know some of their other explore their some of their other passions. Uh, so now let's go like into a little bit more detail as far as coaching, and uh, we've talked about this. What do you find is the greatest challenge in coaches like all these levels? You know from from the juniors that you have at 16, you said, right, to the guys that are, like, uh, playing, let's say, in the second league for you guys. Uh, what do you find as, like, the greatest challenge to kind of ah, coach That's a good question. Uh, in terms of basketball, like, strictly basketball, every team's different. So we have a – we call it Liga and Extra Liga and, like, under 19. And the Extra Liga is essentially, like, a – American varsity while the league of JV um, and then we have the two men's teams and every team's leading score is like a different position so we had on our our top men's team we had a killer wing that was dropping nearly 30 a night on um, our under 19 teams one of our top players is a killer pick and roll guy a great decision maker very unselfish um, then on our second men's team, we had a big guard that wasn't necessarily the greatest in pick and roll, but you get him in post-up situations in the mid post and cutting off of them or get him room to isolate so he could big body somebody. Every team is different. And it almost felt like being involved in coaching each team, like, like a G League. What I imagine I hear Nick Nurse talking about experiences in the G League, like it might take your best player one night. You got to run a whole different offense. As a coach, you have to be able to know what fits the current team you have on the floor at this time. And because we have 35 plus, I'd say about 35, 36 guys, I have to look at the paper, but 35 guys playing on four teams, you never know who you're going to get on a given day. And it's been, a, it's been a blessing to coach and get that experience of getting different reps with different rosters. And in regards to the big picture, the biggest challenge is it's really – understanding that with 35 guys everybody's different everyone has different needs everyone has different motivations everyone responds to criticism differently uh, everyone has different levels of confidence everyone needs to hear different things and being able to manage that and you know kind of groom that knowing he needs this to be successful while my point guard you know I could really get into him and yell at him and be aggressive with him or my big man it's, it's not fit in me like a dog I gotta feed him confidence make him feel good uh, the biggest challenge is you know that goes for pros as much as 17 16 year olds that there's different personalities everywhere and being able to manage that yeah I think managing personalities is huge especially at least in pro basketball from my experience you know uh you know managing expectations of every player and uh, Certainly. I can imagine when you have so many guys that uh you know they want to go to the next level um, that's one of the, the top priorities is to to manage. It's it's managing the players, you know. Mm-hmm. Especially when they're younger, you know, maybe they have one bad game or they play a little bit less one game, and that's something you have to manage, you know, because they can get down, they don't work as hard. So I, I'm sure you guys have your uh, hands full uh, <laughs> as far as that goes. Certainly, and then you know, a lot of guys are thinking about where's my scholarship going to come from if I don't score 20 plus points, I'm not going to get it. Or these guys on the pro leagues are thinking about 
what am I going to do after this team? Uh, how am I going to get a contract if I don't drop 40? Like everyone has different what they think they need to do. And, you know, with our our staff, with, with the expertise we have in different degrees at different levels, they need to understand that we know what it takes for them to get where they want to go. Because scoring 25 points in the Czech League is not what's going to impress a college coach or what's going to impress a coach in Spain. They obviously, it's becoming a complete player, being coachable, being a good person on and off the court. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh... Like I said, just being academy and you know preparing guys for for both levels, uh, pro and college. You know, and they're all waiting. Like you said, you know, they're all waiting. It's like, it's, hey, what am I gonna do next? Why is why is my scholarship coming? Is it coming exactly. next year? And I know you guys had, uh, you know, guys they even went like one year, uh, and then. They were, they signed in college this year too, right? We were just talking about how uh, you guys had a few guys sign D one D one scholarship this year, right? Yeah. So I mean, in our first seven years, we signed thirty five players to colleges. Uh, I don't know the D one number off the top of my head, but I'm sure it's close to fifteen and twenty somewhere in that range. Um, and then this year, you know, so that was the first seven years, and this year. We've already signed five guys to college, and we have about seven or eight more that we're looking to sign. So all college coaches out there, by the way, I'll give my contact information at the end of this presentation and, you know, reach out to me with your needs. And maybe we have someone that could help your program a lot. But we've signed three or four guys D1 already this year. Uh, we got Frontishek Barton going to – Mount St. Mary. We got Mark Jackson, Estonian national team player. He's going to Southern Miss. Um, Liam Sorensen just signed to Idaho State. We're really excited about that. He's a Danish point guard, really killer, really strong, great kid, great worker. And and we also got Rostio Shipkowski going to Hartford, uh, joining a player we sent there last year as well, big man. Uh, so yeah, we got four signed D1s right now, just off the top of my head, and I think there's more to come. And with the program you guys have behind, you know, the the skill development, uh, the, the coaches' experience, you know, like you said, Julian, and all you guys have, have great experience at the college level, have played at a high level, and the strength coach, um, you know, I think, um, probably test this, your guys are pretty college-ready. Compared to coming from high school, I think your guys are, you know, ready to step in, ready to contribute, uh, especially those guys that you put in in the, in the, in the second league. You know, they, they, they've seen the, the physicality. Uh, you know, they didn't only play kids their age, right? So I mean, we had, we had, I could think of three off the top of my head, freshmen playing major minutes for their clubs. Uh, you know, Sigu Jawara was at Loyola Marymount. He was in the rotation in WCC, killer Spanish point guard. Um, Arthur Kanonchuk at Southern Mississippi had a phenomenal year. He, he scored, I believe, 19 points against Gonzaga. That was exciting for all of us to watch. Uh, Miroslav Staffel was a great contributor at Hartford right away. Uh, and I, I'm sorry to the guys I'm forgetting about, but we have guys ready to contribute right away. In some ways, it's a good thing, right? I mean, if you forget some guys, you have a lot of them. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's really it's a, good. Thing. 
it's a lot, man. And I'm blessed because with all these players we're working with, they're all great people. Obviously, we keep in contact with all of them. And wherever I am in the world, I, I know someone that's awake that I could text and say, how are you doing? And if it's three in the morning here and I can't sleep, I'll, I'll call Jacob Dombeck, who was playing at Colorado this year. How are you doing, JD? And if I'm over there in the States, I'll call some of my guys out here in GBA. So I'm really blessed to be out here. They, they mentioned that, actually. that he, So all these coaches are over there 24-7 with these players. They guys have, you know, they're invested. Uh, they, they basically moved, you know, like you, Jimmy. You moved from the U.S. to Czech Republic. So you guys are there 24-7, you know. It's not like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, just in case people were wondering, you know, how it works. <laughs> like, you just kind of moved there, and that's that's where you live now. That's where you work. That's where everything happens. And, and it's a full-time job. Like, now that we have this uh, quarantine, like, here's an example here of just, yeah. I won't show you everything, but like we're making SWOT analysis for our guys, just, you know, their strengths, weaknesses, what they need to work on, what I think about, you know, their future, not me, but us as a staff. We're doing this for all our guys, whether they're going to college or returning next year. And uh, we'll include, you know, players to watch that are similar to them and the college level, the pro level, NBA, Euro League, Czech, whatever. Like we're uh, just because basketball is not going right now we, we as coaches we might even be working more than normal yeah, i mean there's a lot of ways to prepare i think for example mental preparation is it's huge in basketball uh that's sometimes overlooked um you know like you said just in analyzing your own game uh, so as a staff how do you guys do it? you guys meet like every day and practice plan or um you know there's like you guys meet once a week um how's that how does that go for you guys uh, we're together every day. We meet every day. We make practice plans for the week, typically, on a Monday morning meeting. Uh, but there's so much other things to cover. Who's uh, working on so-and-so's highlight tape? How is Tomasz's injury going? Like, what do we need to do to get him back on the court? Uh, he could do contact, non-contact. Basically, so basically, we meet once a week to talk about the big picture things. And daily, we might make small tweaks here and there. Andre hurt his ankle in practice. We need to move. We need to move Anthony up to the older group. Things like that. Okay, that's great info right there. And since you guys have all these players that want to play next level, what are some like the lessons or like the points of emphasis you can try to make with these guys to get them over the hump? Because I, I've seen kids that are like 17, 18. They have the potential, and. Uh, we even talked about, uh, we're not going to give names, but we talked about a, a certain player that we talked about maybe like a year ago that you wanted to bring in. He just, you know, he just ended up not working out. He chose something else. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, I thought you guys could help a lot. Uh, you thought you can help him a lot. So what do you help him to just get over the hump? Because there is a hump. I, I've seen it strength-wise, skill-wise, confidence-wise. And you guys dealing with so many that really need to get over the hump to be able to play college, to be able to play pros. Is there a certain approach you guys have to it? Or is this just, uh, let's say, iron sharpens iron in some ways that, hey, they're going to play up. You know, they're going to play against grown men. They're going to play, you know, you're 16, you're going to play against my under 18 point guard. And he's going to pressure you all, you know, all practice long. Mm -hmm. You got to deal with it. Uh, is, is there a specific way or are you just kind of, uh, you know, like I said, just, throw them in the fire and that's a good question like well everybody's different uh 
that hump is different for everybody. And that's, that's where it could maybe get complicated. And for example, we talked about guys thinking they need to score all the points. We've had players, we had a, a national league team player from Azerbaijan and he, and he was leading the, like he was dropping like 40 in national team games. They're playing, I think C division that year. He comes to us and you know, his whole life coach is saying, go score, go score, go score. He comes to us. He had maybe initially is averaging eight points per game, but we're asking him to defend. We're asking him to rebound. And he had a mental block because it's so different, so radically different than what he thought basketball was. But, uh, you know, for a player like that, it's, it's telling them, well, obviously they're seeing every day in practice how everybody else performs, but it's seeing the big picture of basketball. And, and the key is to give them empirical evidence of what we're talking about. It's not just saying, hey, you need to rebound better because I'm the coach, but like you want to be you play like our former guy Arthur Kononchuk, he's averaging six rebounds a game in, in NCAA. You're averaging four in the Czech League. Uh, you think a coach is going to look for a player like you? Obviously you need to perform better in that area. But uh, the other thing is because of our collaboration with the pro team, we don't necessarily have the young guys practicing with the pros, but you know, our, our U18 Estonian national team player might come in the gym as is one of our leading scorers and best three point shooter in the program this year. He's close to 40 years old, Standa Zuzak. He is a killer from, from three point land and he's big. He's probably six, eight, six, nine. And he's very hard to stop because he's physical. He can score with both hands. And they walk in the gym and he's working on very similar things that the U18 player is working on. So they see, okay, like, it's not like the Michael Jordans and Kobe Bryant's and Kevin Garnett's and Anthony Davis's of the world are working on different things than I am. It's, it's just mastering the small details. And it's yeah, cool that we have our pros to prove that. It's mastering the fundamentals. And exactly. I think it's, it's, uh, it's how you do it, not what you do. A lot of the times that I've seen, you know, and uh, some that I've talked to uh, a few, a few coaches, is the consistency, right? So what mm -hmm. you talked about is you guys are consistent with your work, with your, you know, how many high school kids really, let's say, you know, you're 16, like you said, 17, are in the gym, you know, like you said, every day doing skill work, doing practice, do, you know. If, if you're really serious about this, you have to do that. I think, um, you know, if you want to play next level, you can't just be like, hey, you know, this Saturday, I'm not going to do it. You know, I'm not going to do my strength and conditioning. I'm not going to do uh, my skill work. I'll do it tomorrow. And mm -hmm. that's really the difference between maybe you going D3 to D2, D2, you know, or D, D2 to D1 or, you know, low major to high major. It's, it's, it's those things that really push you over the top. And, you know, you guys staying on top of these kids, because uh, you, know, you, you have to do it. Uh, kids, kids are going to be kids, you know, regardless of where they are in the world. There's, there's a lot of distractions there. And, uh, you know, so it's really Definitely. And then just to, like, that's, that's totally true. And the last part of that, just to add, because you made great points, is that just doing the work every day, the, the thing that makes a kid uncomfortable in November, they're feeling great about it in February and uh, it's just being persistent. You got to sit down when you, on your shot, you got to have awareness on pick and roll defense, whatever their, whatever their issue is, we're constantly picking and prodding them that they need to be better at it. 
obviously different players react to criticism differently. So maybe it's a talk on the side. Maybe it's film analysis because we watch a lot of film with our guys. Maybe it's, it's yelling at them depending on who it is. And uh, constant reminders are being forced to do the right thing the right way all the time. Results are going to happen whether they're comfortable or not. Yeah, absolutely. And now, you know, we, we, I think we've covered the basketball part. We've covered, you know, like you said, the housing, schooling and stuff. And uh, let's go on the last part, basically, which is how how can kids get to GBA? Uh, can they apply? Do they only have to be seen by you guys and contacted? Or maybe, let's say, there's a kid right now, you know, in my home country, Romania, mm-hmm. that listens to this and like, hey, you know what? Like, I, I want to... I want to try GBA. Like, can I try out? Can I make a phone call? And also, let's talk about you know pricing too, because not everybody can be on a scholarship. I, I just assume that. Uh, I don't know exactly, but I just assume that. You know, if um, yeah. you want, or if you're a potential pro, I'm sure you guys do scholarships. But uh, there's you, know, you guys have to live too, right? It's not uh, any. I mean, any prep school costs. Any high school in the U.S. costs. The, the top of the line products, you know, they cost just whatever business it is. I think if you're top of the line or if you want to be top of the line, if you want to go to, to the best or some of the best, you pay that premium price, right? I mean, it's it's life in general. So let's talk about it too. If you can just kind of make a transition into how kids can get the GBA mm-hmm. uh, and the cost of it. Yeah. So uh, Getting to GBA, uh, here's my contact information right off the bat, Instagram, Twitter, G, uh, Gmail. Um, For those that uh, are only listening right now, they're just on the audio version. I suggest you guys get on YouTube and kind of see this because most of the things were, they were presented here. You know, Jimmy was, was kind enough to, to have a really nice presentation for us. So uh, just hop on YouTube real quick, uh, just to see the video so you can see uh, Jimmy's contacts. Yeah, and it's for those that are listening, it's you know, my, my last name is my name is Jimmy Rhodes, my last name is R H O A D E S. So my Instagram is at J I M M Y R H O A D E S, and uh, Gmail would be Coach Jimmy Rhodes and at gmail.com, and Twitter is Coach J Rhodes. So if you get that road spelling right, right. Uh, you can see me even they'll, they'll without seeing you right now. You know, it's like <laughs> we will yeah. find you. So, uh, you know, you are in, in charge of, uh, you, know, you are the director of recruiting. So, mm-hmm. so ultimately, uh, you know, we, we do have as coaches, as staff, we have to eat, obviously, as you said, uh, every, but we are very, not very, but we're flexible to different needs of families, different situations of families. Some families will make a one-time payment right at the beginning of the year. Some will make two or three throughout the year, every few months. Um, and, you know, I, I, I don't get too much into specifics because it's the job of our director, Julian Betko. But uh, there's, there's plans made where, like, perhaps you pay once you get your scholarship for college or if you're a potential pro, once you get your first contract, this or that. There's... There's several options. If, if you're a player that really wants to get better and we see the potential in you, we're, we're going to make it work both ways so that we're taken care of and you are. Um, and the best way to get the financials figured out is we recommend 
all potential players to come for, we call it a tryout, but really it's the experience is for you. And you come for two to three days to, to Yinjiku Frat, it's Prague, uh, Czech Republic. It's about 90 minute drive from Prague, 90 minute drive from Vienna. Uh, so two close airports to us. And you stay for two or three days. You see how the, you live where the players live. You eat what the players eat. You're in all the trainings. Uh, depending on the time of year, we might not have you in the team practices, but you'll see how those go. See the level of detail, attention to detail. What we demand as coaches, uh, you get the full experience for two for three days, and we get to analyze the player. Uh, not just are they able to score, but do they take our coaching? Do they adjust to? We give them, you know, an instruction coaching or like advice, and do they take the advice? Do they make the change? We tell them get lower on the shot. Do, are they sitting down more? Do we see a conscious effort for that? And all of that put in place. Um, you know, we'll, we work on a price. That's something, again, Julian works on primarily. But for players under the age of 18, there's also, this is not money we see, but there's a FIBA transfer. I think it costs, it costs a couple thousand Yeah, I think it depends on the, it's the, pretty number expensive. Of, the number of the years the player has been with that certain club mm-hmm. coming to you guys and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's, and that's that's expensive, and that's something. Uh, sorry to interrupt, but that's expensive. That's something, you know. Like we're not an academy looking to get rich. Uh, I don't own a car out here or anything like that. It, it's just, you know, as long as we're getting by, there are going to be fees like that uh, that we don't even see money on. But ultimately, any money spent is an investment on your future. You're guaranteed if you listen to us and do what we ask you to do, you are going to get better and you're going to position yourself to get to the next level. It doesn't mean you sign a contract with GBA, you're going to Division One college. It means that you need to be coachable, you need to be adaptable, you need to be willing to learn and take instruction, and uh, you need to grow as a person and a player. And if you do that, good things happen for you, and that is something we can do. Yeah, I mean, no, no one can guarantee success. I think that's uh, regardless of the level. Uh, you know, even I'm, I'm a big fan of Coach Calipari. I'm a big fan of Tony Bennett at Virginia, uh, mm-hmm. right at Villanova. Uh, even, you know, they, they can guarantee success. I mean, yes, Calipari has had amazing success developing players, just this one and done guys, right? But he can guarantee. I mean, he's, he's, he's failed every now and then. And it's, he, like you said, you know, it's, they're giving themselves the best chance to get there. That's that's all you can do, really. Uh, exactly. You know, having the best coaches, having you know the best housing conditions, the best nutritionist, uh, and everything—it's like a full package that you guys offer, and that's pretty cool. And uh, the ending note I really want to end is like even the, like you said the uh, the visit that they have with you guys, which is something that all the big clubs do. Also, mm-hmm. I mean, the Real Madrid, there's no different. Uh, you know. There's some kind of visit, some kind of tryout there too. You know, they're not uh, blindly taking anyone. Um, that's that's pretty cool, and it's also something that you do in college, right? So it's it's something that you guys again prepare them in some ways for these visits, uh, for these college visits. I know you're one of uh, the kid that's going to Mount Saint Mary's. He's had a visit there with his uh, with his family, right? So mm-hmm. you guys prepare them for those visits as well, and. Uh, yeah, this this is 
uh, Jimmy, this has been really a pleasure. I think this is great information for European coaches, European parents, and uh, you know, also worldwide Americans too. And uh, it's, it's really, really good stuff to, to know how you guys operate, who you guys are, uh, who are the people behind the curtains, right? Uh, a lot of times, uh, yeah, uh, that goes either unnoticed or something. But I think it's uh, this is really great. I really thank you for your time. I really thank you for taking uh, you know I have to make this presentation happen. And uh, if anyone anyone is interested, uh, make sure you contact uh, Jimmy, like you said, uh, either Instagram or Jimmy Rhodes or Twitter at Coach J Rhodes or email at CoachJimmyRhodes at gmail.com. Uh, you know, he'll, he'll point you in the right direction. Uh, so just shoot him a question or something, and then I'm sure he's going to point you in the right direction or tell you what to do, what's best to do next. Jimmy. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate uh, you having me on here. I, I love what you're doing with the podcast and, and training. And, and I, I just love everything you're doing on and off the court. I, I think you're doing a great job. Thank you very much, Jimmy. And hopefully uh, we'll see each other in Summer League in Vegas if, uh, if things go well. <laughs> God willing, man. Yeah, stay healthy. Stay healthy and safe. You too, bud. All right. <laughs>